Shouts out to my moms. Shouts out to the mom, bro. <laughs> That's how you feel. So what's good? We're gonna we gonna uh, we gonna talk Let's, about some, hey, what's up? <laughs> I was trying to see if Lovejoy was together or not. You see her mouth? Huh? Everybody <laughs> <laughs> looking at Lovejoy's mouth. When she said, her picture popped up. You see, I have mine on Active Talker. So whoever makes the sound, she said, mom, mom, mom. And her face popped up, so her mouth was full. Couldn't help. But I should start screenshotting some of these actions that are popping up. So what was it that we wanted to discuss? Let me see if I can recap. Uh, so it's your boy, at Larry Jr. Funny. Welcome to the All Over Podcast. Phone drop. Love Joy, that hair is looking rough tonight. Damn, like rough sex. Mm. I wish. I went to the beach and then I got caught in the I saw you and your daughter. Your daughter's 22? Yeah. Your daughter's a bombshell, yo. This was a family, like kids trip or? Just me and her. Mm. Are you closest with her? Or is the relationship just different because she's old enough? She's older. I mean, we're, we're, we're good. We've had our moments. But I mean, that was my first baby. That's my baby. So yeah, we, and then she's been here with me through this whole COVID where the other, the other kids go back and forth to their dads, but she's been here the whole time. So we just needed to break away. Mm. Have you um, transitioned your relationship from mother, daughter to mother, daughter, friend? Yes. Mm. I could feel that happening with me and my oldest son. But yo, he be fucking up though, because I got hit up by two teachers this week talking about he ain't do his work. But AP, it's hard for me to get on my man because he's a senior and that senior itis is real. You know what I'm saying? It is very real and they are experiencing things completely different. So yeah, I, yeah. But love to it. He still got to do his shit, do his shit and then go have fun. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So I ain't gonna get on him too bad. But AP, this is the deal. When he get home tonight, because you know he's working at Marco's Pizza. So when he get home tonight, he got to give his moms the keys to the car. Oh. He's back. Once I get those assignments back. When the assignments are done, you get the little car back. 18. Was he giving a heads up or he isn't going to like side swipe him? Like he has no idea this is happening when he get home. Oh, no, he ain't got no idea this is happening. Oh, Mm. going to be home. He has time. Yet. Oh, what'd you say? He had time to think it through. Like, all right, I should have made better decisions. It's gonna hit him all at once. But I feel bad though because when I was a senior, yo, I ain't, I ain't do shit, yo. The principal called my mom and was like, yo, if he missed one more day, he gonna be here next year. Yeah, it was real. But I ain't missing no more days that the principal knew about. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, he gonna be hurt. He gonna hit him with one of them good. But mom, <laughs> mom, he's, he's not even here. <laughs> he's not here. <laughs> he won't even know, right? He won't even know, mom. Uh, I promise. Nah, he he's one of those kids that um, 
I don't get a lot of back talk from that one. So when, when, whatever I say to him, he'd be like, all right, that's what's up. Now that daughter, here we go. Dissertation talk back queen. You know, that makes I'm me sure. think, like, how are they going to monitor how these seniors are doing or how well they did going forward like i feel like this is going to change education a little bit because i feel like this class is going to get some leniency on a couple of things like they're not going to grade them as strict they're always going to be in the back of the mind where the, the the five moments that they had graduating or not having their teachers for the last semester before going to college i just wonder how that's going to affect education going forward well, I think it's going to affect the world because I feel like we're getting ready to go into the fourth industrial revolution um, and the students having to do virtual learning is going to set up a virtual employee. So it's getting ready to get interesting, I think. It's already interesting. It is. I just, I know, I don't know. I, I've thought about that in the forefront. I know everybody is thinking about right now, like when does it change when we come out? But I don't think that in the grand scheme of things that people are going to adapt to the old way of doing things. You're always going to be wondering if you always need a mask on, how yeah. far do you stay away from people because is there a new virus? Is there something still going on to be in the forefront of everybody's mind? So I think we're going to see a lot of stores change and kiosks kind of I agree. I think that um it's going to be a post, just like it was post, um, post 9-11, it's going to be post-COVID. Mm -hmm. I'll be moving different in my own house now. <laughs> How so? I just, I, just, I just wake up in a, like, I can feel if I haven't washed my hands in a minute. Mm. Whereas, like, I never thought about it that hard before, but now I be like, damn. Like, I wake up in the morning, like, damn, let me go wash my hands, bro. Like, I know ain't no corona in my house. Yo, let me show y'all how the bathroom done changed up here where I'm at. So, let me see somebody in there. So, now the bathroom has like cocoa butter on there because everybody's hands was getting all dry. So, now you wash and you moisturize. Mm -hmm. Good. <clears throat> good, good, good. What are you eating? Huh? What are you eating? Um, a grilled chicken fajita wrap. I'm almost done. Okay. Sorry, y'all. No, no, no. I have barbacoa tacos. I was just wondering because you were really like into it late. <laughs> She was I'm, looking at I'm trying to hide. But. She was looking at that plate like, I'm about to take that bite right there. Yeah. <laughs> and that's going to be a good It's falling out of the wrap right now. So I was trying to put it all back in. That's Did you cook it? Or who, who cooked the food for you? Or is it takeout? I cooked. You cooked? Mm -hmm. On a scale of uh, one to 10, how important is it for your, uh, for your girl to be a cook or not be a cook? Like in my like, life, you consider her being wifey. Like, do you have like a wifey standard? And is that one of the standards? That she can cook <laughs> this is such a you know, I don't really know because depending on 
you know, what Dr. Love feel like today. Because sometimes she be getting at me for my opinions on stuff. But for me, that's a motherfucking 10, though. Like, I need to know how to cook. You ain't got to cook every day. But when the time comes, matter of fact, you ain't even getting to the family. The family going to be like, yo, your, your chick don't know how to cook. Mm. Ooh, so you won't even bring her around if she don't know how to cook. See, my go, going to the kitchen with my mom and the aunties and them, but she, she ain't gonna make it. Okay, time out though. Here we go because because there are levels to it. So, like, I know how to cook. It's not something that I would say I bring to the table as a wife. I, he didn't marry me for my cooking. Yeah, but most wives get better at cooking, you know, the longer you stay married. Right. Or right. You come to the table with skills. Those skills are acquired. Some people do, depending on how old you are when you get married. Yeah, but see, like right now when I meet guys and they're like, so some dudes, you know, dudes be quick to say, ooh, what you cooking tonight? Or what you been cooking? Like, some guy was like, so during the quarantine, you been over there cooking, huh? What you been cooking? Nothing. And I'm quick to tell a dude now, I don't cook because I don't want him to think that that's something that you're going to look forward to having with, in a relationship with me. Mm-hmm. Mm. Terry Sean, what there, you got to say? Been there, uh, done that. Do you, do you and Terry Sean, is it the same way for dudes, you think? So would that be a deal breaker if a dude can't cook? I don't need him to know how to throw down just some simple things because to me, I look at at cooking as a survival skill and I am, I need you to be high on the survival skill level because I am, I don't need you to be as high as I am when it comes to cooking, but like simple things, like if I'm not home and my children need to be fed, I need you to be able to feed them. Right. So let's talk about that. So like, if I know wifey's not going to be home or, um, I'm going to be, have to be responsible for dinner. Nine times out of ten, I'm swinging by Kroger or Publix and getting the family meal. That's just how <laughs> I roll. That's, so you, you coming in in the middle on survival skills. You found a way, but I mean, like, like okay. I can and like, Terry, the sad thing is if somebody had a gun to my head, I probably could cook. I could definitely fry chicken. Um, and I could read freaking instructions. So if I got a recipe, I could put that shit together. But ain't no gun in my head, so I'm going by Kroger getting that family meal for twelve ninety nine. Do you know how to grill? Nah, I don't do that shit either. Yeah, no. Okay, so now you don't. You back down to a one. Okay, because if I can cook and you can't grill, this isn't an equal partnership. I don't even know where this is going. What about AP? AP, can you grill? Man, I feel like that is like a, a lot of the up north people I know don't really grill like that, right? So I can. I don't particularly want to but if the shit go down he be like all right goddamn pull that foil out nigga we're gonna heat this motherfucker up. we're gonna get this whole rolling right quick <laughs> so hey, that, really, does that I include you uh, that include you seasoning the meat or not a seasoning the meat you just putting the meat on with no seasoning no overnight because some of the dudes who grill they like it's a, it's a they marinate they meat and they real particular about what kind of meat to do like the I rib know. guys or the steak guys my nigga, let me tell you something. If you're not marinating and seasoning that motherfucker, you ain't grilling. Some facts. of that shit you got to do the facts. night before. <laughs> yeah. Those are facts. You are not grilling, dog. I do need... I, that's a must for me. Like, that's not a... Oh, uh-uh. Because see, over here? No. So, nah, Terry, that's, that's a deal breaker for you. 
Yeah, because I can't take you around the family. You're talking about not taking girls around the family can't cook. I can't take a guy around the family. I have six brothers, and all of them know how to grill. They also all know how to cook. We also, girls know how to grill, but we also know how to cook. So I can't bring you in, because that's the first thing they're going to try to test you to on, is your sense of humor to see if you can hang. And then you know how to grill, and do you know how to hoop? He don't have to plan. He got to be able to hoop, too, to be with you? I'm not good. Definitely got to be able to hoop. Yeah, I don't care. You know, like, <laughs> use your height. All them it. brothers, that nigga going to have to know how to My hoop. My brothers can hoop, and they can play ba- um, football. So it's kind of like, I don't need you to be A1 in these skills. Just if you're not, you know, A1. What if you just talk <laughs> about sports? What if you could talk about football and basketball? Is, is that good enough? For... <laughs> I mean, if you're comfortable with that, because like I said, they you going out there with them regardless. Oh, so you, so you are you kicking them out? Are you kicking them out of your brothers? Oh yeah, friends? no, you going out there with them on purpose, on regardless. So whether you can handle yourself out there is on you. On you. Wow. They, they gonna set it up where you go out. I, there. I have six nephews that wait. Let's see, they one graduates um, college this year, another one graduate high school, one graduate. So they're like in their they're. They're graduating college and they're adults, young adults now. So they're added to the basketball and football game. So, yeah. Let's just say we've had some people experience some very tumultuous games on the court. I felt a little bad for them. When me. Oh, Joy, did your, did your ex husband have to um, prove himself to any siblings or parents? Or what was that like? What was like. Um, what was I guess? I guess the question on the table right now is, what is your non-negotiable list for a mate? Um, <clears throat> go ahead, Terry. No, go ahead. You can answer that. Um, for me, it was just at the time, I um I liked someone who knew how to fix stuff. Um, I I like fixers. I think we talked about this before. You brought it up before. You like a maintenance man. I definitely like a maintenance man because I am completely a girly girl. Um, I do believe in traditional roles when it comes to stuff like that. Um, I don't like fixing stuff. I don't like car stuff. Um, and so I need you to, I need you to be able to fix stuff. Um, and my ex-husband was amazing at all of that. Mm. And so now it sucks because... Um, <clears throat> JB is not. JB is not a fixer. Ooh. He is a. I pay. I pay somebody to come do it. Oh, interesting. So we getting we getting real names and stuff on him. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I who said, is that? JB. I said JB. Yeah, so and we was like, yo, you know, know about this dude. I mean, right, <laughs> <laughs> right, because this thing, she just thinks thug a like, I won't go down the list of trying to guess the J. I was gonna start. <laughs> Y'all are so funny, but anyway, back to Joseph. the point that we we're discussing. Um, it's gonna be something like, like, hmm, Julius. <laughs> yes, let's You're make close. it Julius. That sounds like it's close. Julius. Yeah, that's very close. It, he he sounds like Julius. Sound like I ain't gonna put my hand in there. Okay, I try to come do it and come 
Come put your hand under there. So Love Joy, he don't do nothing on the grill because he look like a grill guy. No, and he's not a grill guy. And I'm like, dude, what? What do you like? <laughs> Come on now. So <laughs> if you're not a grill guy, that means you're a drinker. So you got to buy the liquor and the beer. At least he do that, right? He will buy whatever you need. That's his thing. He's a provider. He's a worker and a provider. That's that's okay. what he does. That's what? interesting. So wait, did you find this out in the beginning or you found out a little later and you were already like kind of like off fault? Um, I think I found out like <clears throat> once we were already involved and I think the fact that he again, it's long distance. So it's not like <laughs> It's not like I need to call him and ask him to come over and fix something. But what is funny is that when something does happen at my house, I'll say, hey, you know how to fix such and such? And he'll be like, nah, you need to call your baby daddy for that one. Wow. So or he won't say, <laughs> I'll, I'll send somebody over? Come on now, Julius. Come on, nah. Julius. <laughs> oh, Julius. <laughs> You're so you silly. You can't send him back that to the ex. That is not his name. No, I almost he's called very... him Julian. I want to say, oh, he said Julius. I'm going to call him Julian. Yeah, yeah. That is his, his name is Julian, but JB stands for June. Oh, Julian. Julian. Yes. JB stands for June, but, but no, but he no, knows. I'm going to picture his mom called <laughs> Julian. I'm looking back. I'll, listen, yeah. hush, y'all. We are talking about other matters right now. Um, He knows that that's what I mean. That's what my ex-husband did. He's just good at that kind of stuff. So I still, because I looked to him for so long to do that kind of stuff, I'm still kind of in a habit of calling him and asking him to do certain things. Because I, I have no your ex-husband, huh? Your ex-husband? Yeah. yeah. What's the last time you called him to do something? Um. He's about to run out. I see this year. You said this year? Yes, absolutely. This year. Wow. He's about to run out. Don't run out. I see them. Who about to run out? Oh, AP's definitely about to go. I saw him put his shoes on. I see him about to run out. So, AP, how do you feel about your girl calling her ex to do stuff at her house? Oh, man. Let me tell you something. You know. You know, in, in today's since since this is the new normal, you know, people aren't handling cash. And the crazy thing is, my wallet had all the fucks that I give about you having to go to your fucking ex. Cause let me tell you something, <laughs> nigga. If if cause see me, I can't cook, right? But I do intend on learning how to cook. You know, once I get in a relationship and stuff like that. So, nigga, if I can't fix it and you got to go to your ex. Nigga, I'm finna be Bob the Builder in this motherfucker. Like, give me the duct tape, give me the gorilla glue, and we gonna fix the shit. Cause that's crazy to me. AP, it's funny you said you can't fix stuff because you and I work together and I see you like fixing stuff, bruh. No, 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 I can fix it. Nah, I can fix it. I said I can't cook. Oh, okay. I can cook to survive, but I ain't cooking. I like, you, you fix a lot of shit. I see you fix it. I'm like, damn, boy. <laughs> Damn it. Now fixing some shit. I'll be like, give me this screwdriver. We're gonna figure out. You know, but we got YouTube now, so it's kind of like, bro, just if you can't Google it. But you can YouTube how to cook. What you think about that, Terry Sean? Oh, I I know how to cook. 
Um, no, I mean, like, if you don't, you can just go to YouTube. Yeah, okay, so here's the thing. There are techniques, and then there's talent. The techniques run out at some point, so you have to stick within the spectrum of, you know, where you can be. I've seen people mess up recipes. Um, I personally don't cook with recipes. I don't, that's just not the way I was taught how to cook, so everything that I know how to cook, I was taught, and so I kind of reverted it to memory but there are a lot of how-to's out there now that can make it a lot easier for someone trying to learn how to cook or just make it through a meal so I think that that's probably the advantage that the new age has who taught you how to cook was it your dad hey, my mom. Hey, don't, don't, cook, but my mom don't take your ass into the family kitchen with no goddamn recipe. They're they gonna take your ass <laughs> up out of there real quick. <laughs> nigga, is that a teaspoon that you is that a mental? <laughs> I, see, no see, I disagree. I disagree because I so I'm like the macaroni and cheese person, but I you use Patty, but I use Patty LaBelle's over the rainbow recipe and it's absolutely delicious and even though i've been making it for years there's so many i cannot commit it to memory i still have to pull the book out every now and then and look at it hmm. as long as you're not pulling out the blue box i think you're fine yeah well I, I don't i don't have any problem using um recipes she has a recipe for a carrot cake that is absolutely amazing so i don't i don't have a problem you with people using recipes if that's what you have to use then use it mm. yeah so so terry what would be your um non-negotiables when it came to a mate um superficial or <laughs> mindset um i was thinking top five but i mean how do you want to come at me because those are two those are separate categories there's superficial and then there's your mindset is everything we've talked about this um first of all you have superficial? To what do you mean superficial superficial to me means it don't really matter um no superficial would be things that um you may be attracted to but change like appearances um, but if, to me, you do have to be attracted to the person before any of this list starts. But how your mindset uh, and your your ability to overcome situations is very important to me. Um, your adaptability, whether you are God-fearing is number one. But that to me has to do a lot with your mindset because if you're set in, into that, then that deals with a lot of how you deal with things so my top three would be god-fearing um being able to overcome adversity and then being motivated because you can overcome and still not keep pushing forward so those are my top three so how are you gonna know if they can overcome adversity or not mindset hmm. i don't think you you can really know how somebody's yes. if i have a you see a minute your words are very telling. I don't know how you're going to act when you're overcoming a situation, but I can tell if you have the ability to overcome a situation. So if I'm discussing something with you, what you say and how you go about doing it tells a lot to me about you versus just accepting what's handed to you. Mm. So I don't have to, I won't know from the beginning how you'll handle the situation like every step of the way, if it's going to affect you on this level or that level, but I will know how you approach it tells a lot about it about you 
So your top three is God-fearing, how you handle adversity, and your mindset. Well, mindset and adversity is the same thing to me. The third one was uh, being motivated, self-motivated and driven. What you got, AP? Okay. Uh, let me see here. Uh, I would say, you know, have a good relationship with their family. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I, I got to see your family and know that I want to raise my child within your family. In the mix. <laughs> yeah, because if, if, if your mama crazy, your sister crazy, they stop sister crazy. It. You stop I, it, sir. I can't have my daughter over there, okay? <laughs> uh, <laughs> secondly, we got to be on the same page and like on, on things. So for like even with the religion thing, it, I've been in situations where we are both God-fearing, but we are not on the same page in our mm -hmm. spiritual walk. Uh, so, and when I say same page, like same page in life, like, can we have a conversation? You know, do we, do we like the same things? Like, are you into music? Am I into whatever it is that you're into for us to support each other? And then lastly, just off the top, I do want you to be able to make a good, you know, uh, taco meal, you know, some, some good Alfredo, <laughs> good Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> Lemon pepper wings. Some good, some great lemon pepper wings. <laughs> Love Joy, this is an interesting question for you because what was your mindset when you got married the first time and what would your mindset be if you got married again? Right. So it really is a complex question for me. And I really I have been I've been listening to y'all, but I've been dreading my turn to answer it. Um because to be honest with you, lately, I've been thinking about all of this. Obviously, we've all been in a state of reflection. Um, and I've been really deciding, like, what do I want? Do I really, do I want to move towards marriage? Do I want to be single? Do I, do I want to date? Do I want to try a traditional monogamy again? Like, we know I, you want to fuck. We know that. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, and so I've been pondering all these things. And honestly, for me... Right now, I just need someone who is, I want to have fun. Fun is very important to me right now. Mm. Um, spontaneity is very important to me right now. Um, embracing my freeness is important. Embracing Dr. Lovejoy is very important because I'm enjoying myself professionally. And I don't need anybody in my space who is not confident enough to be in that space and allow me to do what I do. Um, mm. So that's what's important to me right now. Um, when I got married, it was being with someone who I thought was gonna be a good father. I mean, I already had a daughter. Um, so that was huge for me because I did not want, I was not with her father and I did not want her to have a bunch of uncles. So, um, Having somebody that was a good father that was going to be, my ex-husband was safe. Um, I felt like he was safe as far as my heart, um, as far as my heart goes. And somebody who wanted a family because I wanted a bunch of babies. So, yeah. That was so, what they I think that, um, I think that youth is wasted on the young. And I feel like when you get into a relationship at a young age, there's a lot of love involved. And when love is involved, it, it fucks up your vision. <laughs> and you can't really see. 
you can't really see because you love them so much. You know, AP made a strong point that, um, you know, he wants to be into what they're into and he wants her to be into what he's into. And that is so important. It's, it's, it's crucial to longevity. And because what I feel like happens is you love somebody so much, you try to make shit work. And it's only a matter of time that you can make it work. Um, and so I think that some non-negotiables definitely got to be your religion and your God and your, your faith, how you rock with that. Um, I think another non-negotiable needs to be you got to have more in common than out of common, yo. If y'all have, and it's so ironic that opposites attract, but it's hard to keep the motherfuckers together. So you got to be able to have stuff in common, not so much that y'all are the same person because that's going to get born with a quickness, but you do have to have like interests. Um, that's why I feel like a lot of people hook up when they're in college because a college mindset, a college mind, a college kind of atmosphere is going to bring similar type of people together. People are trying to better themselves and they want a better life. Um, I also think the whole kids factor is a uh, is an important thing because you know being a married man with children, my children were are um, pivotal in keeping my relationship together, but they also play a part in keeping us a little bit apart. And it's a it's a it's like a double edged sword. Mm -hmm. um, so. You know, at the end of the day, that's why it's so important to make sure you're ready before you go there. Because, you know, you should definitely know who the hell you are, who you're not, and what you want and what you don't want. And you really can't figure out what you want and what you don't want until you know who the hell you are. So that's why it's good, but, you know, to wait till you are complete and you are who you're going to be before you go out there and hook up with somebody else for life. But isn't that, but see, there's the, there is the trickiness. <laughs> there's the trickiness of it all. Because um, you change and you grow. Be, exactly. You are, we are forever evolving. You should be. Right. Forever should be. Right. Yeah. I think people make the mistake, not so much of not having the same interests, but they fall in love with the potential of what they want you to be. And yeah. stick to that potential, then they there's the, where the friction comes. Because if I love you for who you are, that means what everything that comes with you and who you are going to become. People fall in love with people for who they are at the moment and who they want them to become. So if you are going to love someone, that means that regardless if they never meet the expectation of what you think they should be, your love should still be the same. And that's not what happens. Right. You're right. You're right, Terry. I wanted to give you kudos as well because I really feel like, you know, I think it's important that you try to know yourself, but I don't feel like you could ever know somebody else until you see how they operate during crisis. Crisis and, you know, um, crisis and bad situations reveal who a real motherfucker is. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's a screenplay that I'm, I'm working on, and the screenplay is, is called Three of a Kind. I mean, no, it's called Third Time's the Charm. And basically, it's about this guy who tells his homies that, yo, I'm getting ready to get married. And the homies are like, yo, congratulations. One's like, I knew it. And the other one's like, so do you really know her? And the guy's like, what the fuck you mean do I really know? He goes, you don't really know somebody till you see them go through three crises. You got to see how they operate three times under crisis, then you'll know what kind of person they are. 
And the guy's like, well, I ain't never seen her under crisis. So the homies are like, well, let's give her some crisis and see how she reacts. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously, it don't necessarily, when you manufacture a crisis, not a real crisis, and then what the fuck do you do when she finds out that you don't put her in these situations? Third time the Sean coming to us coming to a movie theater to you in 2025. That sounds really good. I like that. And I do agree with the crisis situation, but I think that that I, I uh, here we go in my therapist mind. I think that that changes as well. Um and I don't know I don't know if that can truly give you a, a picture too, like I okay. So let's talk about death. When it comes to dealing with grief and death, I don't, I don't handle it well. The way that I handle it typically is by getting quiet. Um, so I don't know what kind of summary a person would come up with um, after being around me after I have experienced something like that. Because for some people, you react. You, you just get quiet. You don't lash out. But I guess maybe that's what the test is. You want to see, do they get quiet? Do they lash out? Do they cuss everybody out? Do they, do they you know, know how to shut everybody down? Yeah, right. how do you yourselves under pressure? Do you, do you, you go to the worst place? Do you have some type of vision to where you can see yourself out of the situation? Do you know how to be in your grief but not become your grief? There's a lot of just and conversation that tell that's telling about people because typically what you say is what you feel and what you feel is in your heart and that's what you're thinking so by your actions and what you say I'm learning a lot about you not necessarily like oh you didn't handle it the way I thought you should have but just watching you handle the situation tells me what I need to know mm. and I think death is probably the 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 probably the most uh unpredictable one because you don't necessarily know how each one will affect them because each relationship is different but mm -hmm. um whether it be losing a job uh losing you know a home or having to start all over losing what you thought was your dream and then finding yourself back into those situations are all other crises and adversities that i think are more telling the the death portion of that is probably the one that's kind of hard to gain the most intel from because I don't I can't control the relationship of each one of those I can't control any of it but some of those things are standard versus losing someone out of your life completely the other things you can gain back with some type of um uh, motivation or game plan or rethinking or restructuring but death is is final yeah also to, to piggyback on top of that it, it makes a difference if you're in a crisis situation because of your actions or the crisis was kind of brought to your doorstep mm -hmm. and how do you you know react to that because at the end of the day the reason why you want to know how somebody's going to react under crisis because new edition teaches us it's gonna rain can you stay in the game <laughs> you know Sunny, is that what new edition, call us? new edition teaches us can you stay in the rain I thought that you said something very interesting, Lovejoy. You said your freedom. So do you associate the before and after with being free and not being free? Mm. Before and after divorce? Uh-huh. Uh -huh. 
I think I do. Um, and I shouldn't even say I think. Um, because as soon as I got divorced, like all of my, my passwords and everything involved the word free. So Ooh, <laughs> I, um, I felt, but I think it's just because, and this whole, y'all are really triggering me with this conversation here. Um, you welcome. No, right. Thanks a lot. <laughs> um, with no outlet in sight. Thanks a lot um, for the trigger. Um, yes. But talking, you know, speaking about crisis, um, when my marriage was about over, we went to a counselor. Um, she had us do a timeline of our relationship. And what she brought to our attention was that we were in a constant state of crisis and that we had made it thus far um, with all of those crises. And had we ever thought about just enjoy, being able to enjoy each other and not being in a state of crisis. And were we willing to continue to ride it out until we got to that place? Um, so that was really, you know, that was really heavy. We were constantly um, in crisis, financial crisis, you know, moving crisis, baby after baby after baby, you know, just all kinds of stuff all the time. Um, so I think we got used to. Uh, reacting to each other in, in, in a state of crisis and never really got to the fun part, which is why I think fun is so important to me now. That's why all that other deep stuff that y'all still talking about, I'm like, been there, done that. I, I really don't care how you handle a crisis. Can we have fun? Can you take me on vacation? Can you buy this bag? You know you can, can have <laughs> Can you take me out to dinner? Like, that's just, I guess I'm just so over all of the heavy stuff. Um, so love joy. I gotta tell you something that popped into my head. I, I, I used to uh, talk to this young lady and you know, one of my, my go-to lines back in the day was, yo, I can make your life fun all day, every day. And she was like, do you know that every funeral starts with fun? Hmm. I was like, you fucking up a good line for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So is there an association that you cannot have fun inside of a relationship or no I, I absolutely think that you can i think from my personal experience my ex-husband and i got married so young and we became so focused on having a family buying a house uh starting businesses seeing those businesses not come to fruition losing mm -hmm. money losing like we we just got into it so deep and so heavy the the religion part you know doing what's right not going to the club not smoking not drinking not you know all of that that we didn't have a lot of fun mm -hmm. and so i think that that was a huge mistake and to be honest, it's something that I, I have not quite let go of. I even I, told him you about to a year ago. I'm like, dude, you still owe me. Like, you owe me some fun. We need to just go out one weekend and just have fun together. Because somewhere along the line, we, we stopped doing it. I don't think we ever really, really got into it. But we definitely stopped somewhere along the line. Love to it. That also reminds me of a big job video. He owe you some paybacks. Some payback? Have you ever seen Big John? You know who Big John is? I, yes, I have. I do know who that is. Oh, yeah. He owed like a couple of girls some head and he owed them some uh, nuts. Yeah. Oh, wow. 
So he yeah, wanted to no, run back. Then sometimes he, he didn't perform well. So he had to get that. that run back. He had to run it back a couple of times because he didn't perform well the first time. Got you. No, he don't necessarily owe me none of that, but he definitely owes me some. We we owe each other both some fun. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, you should have fun in your relationships. I absolutely you think y'all should. So I think for you guys, you you young people, y'all got these lists of all That's of this. <laughs> it's not a list it's just something to keep in mind i think it would be also counter it's, it's counterproductive to go into a relationship saying i want to have fun when fun does also do not does not sustain you so i think it, it we can have that's why i said you can have both going into it one without the other to me is an unacceptable i don't I'm not willing to give it one or the other i don't i'm not willing to just settle for to have fun or just to know, to get what I'm looking for and not have fun at the same time. I think both of those balance out a healthy relationship. Yeah. I wish somebody would have told me that. And that's why I speak to so many parents now too about allowing your children to see you be affectionate, allowing your children to see you laugh with your spouse, allowing your children to see you um, get into disagreements and work it out with your spouse. Um, because I didn't, I didn't see that. I did not grow up seeing what that looked like. So I still feel like I got married so young. And How old were you I was you got married? 24, 23, 24. Mm. And um, was trying to figure it out myself. I didn't have really any, any real examples around me per se. Um, so, and I think I did pretty good. I mean, honestly, when I, when I think about it, I think I did pretty good as a wife considering. Um, so you were talking to your daughters or your, you have a son too, don't you? I do. So if you were talking to your kids about the optimal age to get married, what age do you think that would be? Uh, that's such a hard question. Great <laughs> Uh, such a hard question because I straddle the fence on so many things. I had my first baby at 21 and um, my last one at 30. And I think that that time frame is perfect to have kids. I would not want to be 42 trying to have a freaking baby. Um, 42. I'm 44. I don't know where 42 came from, but I would not want to be in my late 30s or 40s trying to have a baby. For me, 20, like my early 20s was perfect um and i i want my kids to be married like i don't know i'm so untraditional right now i don't know i i really wouldn't know what to tell them i would tell them do whatever feels right for you really yeah ap what you think about that what if your girl was like my mama said i could do whatever's right for me <laughs> well i would i would <laughs> i was gonna ask out the love do you think avoiding you know, by searching for fun and avoiding crisis kind of puts you in an inevitable crisis? That's next point. Because I was going to say, she said she was triggered by it. And I thought that was interesting that she said they were reacting and not interacting. You take, you were taking my lead up point, but I love it. I'm just going to piggyback after she answers. Good luck, love, Joy. Get the water off your neck. Get the water off your neck. What do you mean avoiding? What 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 are we talking about? I, I think okay, because this is from my young perspective, and I enjoy these conversations because I think this is a part of life. 
I haven't seen. So I, that's why I be quiet during these segments. But so we, you said, okay, you young people in your little list, which you clearly have a list, but you're strategically you trying to go against that list. <laughs> right. Not only are you going against that list, you are now subconsciously going to date someone that goes against what you actually need from your list. Which is someone that can fix things. Because she wants to have fun. Because you want to have fun. But we all know that riding that fun train, inevitably, you're still going into a crisis mode. You're just going to have fun going into that. (laughs) No. So here's the thing about the list. I think it's great for you guys to have lists. Um, And, you know, I think what I'm learning is, (laughs) okay, so here's, here's what it is. I was very careful in, I think that I was very careful in my selection for my husband, okay? Um, I feel like we, you know, I had this checklist, this, this is right, this is this, he's a good guy. And then the good guy still broke my heart. And so now I feel like, fuck the good guy and fuck Mm -hmm. all the rules because Mm -hmm. I followed the rules and I still ended up with a broken heart. So you need some therapy. You need to go. But talk that to yes, you, you need to you right need to talk now. to yourself. Right. Yeah. I yeah, right. You need to talk to love to love to you. Can, can I admonish you since you're since you're triggered on this that because he broke your heart has absolutely nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with his actions. So time by, out. Time out. How did he break your heart? Uh, we experienced infidelity and it was not I think that when you experience infidelity from the quote unquote, from the good guy, like I was de- I was devastated. Y'all devastated. But that's the concern is that you're gonna put the what you I guess want down and avoid it because of a past experience and just run right back into the same thing. But this time you had fun running into it. Well, no, I think I'm not running right back into the same thing, which is why I- Smiling kind of big, AP. I don't know if you can hear yourself smiling over there. (laughs) I I was just thinking- Well, I'm saying that because good guys, bad guys, they all cheat if that's what you want to say. But if if you want to label them that way, you you deemed him as a good guy, he did this. All right, now you you don't want that. So you go for the opposite. But I don't think that the cheating part of it is that type of mechanism that you can categorize in one or two. It's just cheating, regardless of which one it's in. If it's a bad guy who doesn't follow rules, he's just cheating with permission. If it's a guy who signed up to say that he was going to be in a monogamous relationship and cheat, he cheated without permission. Yeah, so... What's okay? So <laughs> I don't like. I just know that I'm not right now. I am not. Um, I don't think that I'm strong enough to be 100% vulnerable enough to be in in love in a committed relationship. I, I just I don't I, I don't feel that I'm strong enough to to make that kind of somebody gonna get hurt. Somebody will get hurt. Um, 
y'all real quiet now. Because yeah, I, the way you're yo, saying that's it, it's like, shit. That's are you trying shit. to hurt somebody? Or do you think that one of you are going to get <laughs> I don't know what to, I don't know how to take it. She has no, I think somebody would get hurt. If, if my, I would hurt somebody. If my heart were to be broken the way that it was broken before, that devastation almost killed me. Like, y'all don't really get to see that. that y'all get to see the after. Y'all get to see the, you know, this We can still see your ass hurt right now. I can see yeah, your I mean, that eyebrow. You fucked up. <laughs> but it's, the only reason why I went, I dove this far into the conversation is because you said something that struck my curiosity, not just the whole fun thing, but you said you reflect on this. And reflecting on it to know that it's still a trigger means that it's something you're still holding on to. So I just want to see what was making you hold on to the crisis if it was not something you you wanted in your life. Yeah, I think that is, and it's crazy. I just had a conversation because one of my triggers is actually Mother's Day. I think I'm just triggered by everything right now. Everything is emotional for me right now. Um, Happy and, Mama's Day. <laughs> this man and, right here. And there are things that I think that, you know, when we are hurt by certain things and we know that we need to let them go, just because you know you need to let it go doesn't mean that it's easy to let go because you go into, you go into self-preservation. If my heart is be has been broken before, then let me preserve myself from anything that could possibly break my heart again. And when well, you're like talking Charity about said, love, Let me fix it, you know? And when you, I feel yeah. like a lot of females are fixing it. I'm going to fix him. I'm going to change him. Ooh, wrong mentality. No, no, no. Yeah. And I mean, that's, I can, that's, how, I that's how I am. And that's how I used to be. Like, I'm a rescuer. Like, so I believe in loving you until you are all these great and wonderful things. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you know, whatever the case may be. But I'm just, I'm working. And that's why I'm working on me trying to get myself together so one day maybe i will be able to say oh i want to be in love again and i want to get married and blah 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 right now i just want to have the preserve i don't think you got to say you want to be in love again i think we we passed that point right we are past but but you know what i mean the preserve you said you were reserving or preserving self-preservation is that what you're talking about? Okay. So, yes. So you're when you preserve that means you're reserving some of that emotion when you preserve a situation. That's my concern. But we'll go on to the next statement because if AP's hat is making me feel like he got the drop all this like musical knowledge in the background, the way he just keeping <laughs> the bucket hat on. But that's I know that it really is a concern. She says she's in self-preservation. Yeah. Part of preservation is to reserve the moment. So that means that you're reserving those emotions when you go into that close place. But to go to the list part of it, I do not have a list. Um, I used to. I used to have some a list, not just to check off, but to know what it was that I was looking for. Because like he was saying, when you're in college and around like-minded people, I would see people dating with no with no purpose, I guess. And there's nothing wrong with that if that's what you're looking for. But I, and then you would hear guys say, oh, girls don't know what they want. want. And of course, what you want changed. So I got rid of the list. I just knew what it was that I was, what was unacceptable and what was accept, acceptable to me. So it's not like I had a list that I would check off. Like, if you don't meet this, you don't meet that. Because if I'm a, if I'm going to say I'm a Christian, that means that all of that's in God's hands. I don't care what I write on that list. He's going to give me what he has for me. So that goes out the window. But I do think that you have to have some understanding of yourself 
to know what it is that you're looking for or what pairs well with you because that's another detriment to dating is that you go into a relationship expecting all these things from another person and you're not able to either give or meet up to those standards and then you're wanting that other person to carry that weight and then blame them for things that you're lacking. So that's where that that understanding what I was looking for came in. That's a little damn deep for me. I had a whole glass of wine and shit. <laughs> yeah, man, niggas was dropping bars, bro. Niggas was sound like Spody Odi Doublelicious in that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go look that up. I, can I, I, can really I ask a question up. though? Can I ask you a question though? Dr. Sure. Love? I think I think this conversation is deeper than what we're having because what I'm getting from it, and my question to all of you guys is, how do you guys, you know, deal with the I'm I'm saying this to comfort myself while clearly I'm in a burning house, right? So it seems like to me we're saying I'm hiding my emotions while being in love. I'm taking it slow while having family vacation. You know, I am in this burning house, but it is okay because I am not. The house is, I'm not hot, you know. <laughs> and it kind of, <laughs> I see, and, I, and I ask that because I do that. Like, you know, I think it will be, like in a, a high anxiety moment and I will say, oh no, you're not stressed right now. You do not have anxiety when clearly we do. So this is just what this conversation sounds like an oxymoron to me. That's that's powerful. And that is so funny that you said that. Um, I don't know. I, I think, I, I don't know, um, 92, that's, that's, that's really deep, obviously, what you're saying. Um, I know for me, I, I was not looking for and knew that I was not prepared to be in a relationship, that I was not willing to give all of myself to anybody anytime soon, if ever again. Um, but the friendship, I think the friendship that emerged, and I'm just talking about main boo, JB, what happened between us I couldn't stop it. Like I tried. I I, I tried. <laughs> Damn it! Not fixing shit. Got That's, your ass, boy. You it's because you still mm. want those things, but you're telling yourself that you don't because you think that would some way guard you from the emotion of what happens if it does happen. I mean, is that, that you know what, Terry? That you know, it's that's possible, um, but. Okay, so I think what y'all are, this love thing <laughs> is so complicated for me on so many levels. I am still, one question I've been asking a lot of people lately is if you've been married before, how do you get into a place where you're comfortable in taking those vows again, the mm. same vows mm. with somebody else? Mm. You say me, I love you to different people too though. Yeah, but I, for me, there's 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 so many, so many levels to this. Because I when I see myself we got that much time on the podcast to go through all these damn levels, yo. Right. <laughs> exactly right. But when I when I really think about okay, do you want to be married again? All I can see is me standing at the altar for my first marriage. 
And maybe it's because I watched our videos. I used to watch our, our wedding video every year on our anniversary. So you're talking about something that was embedded in my mind for 17 years. So when I see myself taking vows with somebody, that's what I see. I've tried to picture myself taking vows with somebody else. And I, yeah, I who like it. <laughs> I, I can see it, but then there's also fear right behind it. There's also the, how can I say these, these exact things to him when I've already vowed them to somebody else? Mm. Going back to that name. That's not an option. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I think it's uh, you, you, you said a real stuff. Well, Lovejoy, let me tell you this. I um never I never really saw myself getting married. Um, not that I didn't want to be married, just never saw it. Um mm. and I feel like love just kind of snuck up on me, crept up on me, and didn't put me in a chokehold. Mm-hmm. And then my perspective changed. And it's not so much that I couldn't see myself being married. I couldn't see my life without this chick in it. Gotcha. So maybe that could be some perspective for you. You don't have to think about getting married the same way you did before because you can't, because you're not the same person you were before. You're a different person. And the vows so, that girl t- different from the vows you would teach now because you're a totally mm. different woman as you were when you were 23, 24. Which, for the record, I was 23, year old, 23 years old back on 8198 when I was like, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Getting, married, to... getting married so young is, you know, that's a gift that's another conversation. It's a gift and a For you. I think they'll have a new meaning for you because of who you're saying it to and the feelings you'll have attached to the person that you're saying it to. Yeah, I have a lot of work to do before I get there, though. Um, and and again, y'all are talking to me about it, but y'all have to realize I'm the therapist. I am the holder of so many secrets, of so many cheating, unhappy, married people. <laughs> I don't want that. I don't want that. And so... Yeah, but you only can control the controllables. You can't control the uncontrollables. Mm-hmm. You, you're absolutely right. And what I can control is not getting myself in a committed relationship with somebody that can possibly break but my heart that I'm going to end up killing. But you're, you're in a committed relationship. I'm going to tell you that right now. Yeah. If that's your goal, start over. In <laughs> <laughs> a whole committed relationship. My boy Juju. Juju on the beat. You hear me? y'all make me so sick i just want to know committed relationship you you big committed i don't want to be in a committed relationship holding his hand walking down the beach that house burning (laughs) that house i mean it's the wood falling down and everything you just like man it's good (laughs) what you say ap i am not hot you you, i'm not hot my i mean i'm sweating (laughs) Went really hard, actually. <laughs> 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 yes. Whatever. This is this is not the attack, Doctor Lovejoy show. So of course, we gotta get get not off. Hell of it ain't. This but, is a but what you what you're saying? Because she said certain things. I'm like, I can't leave that open ended. I've got to. I got to know right there. You can't say. I went from you asked her what was her top three when she was married and now and she said freedom fun i was like oh god <laughs> I'm to see what this i wasn't going roller coaster right <laughs> <Shit. It's the laughs> <third one. laughs> 
<laughs> but y'all have to remember my my life experience is is so completely different than you all's. It's 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 so different and so many so many levels and so many complications to it that my perspective is a culmination of having been a single mother um who with a child whose father was not involved to to getting married at 23 to then having four babies and i mean just it's well, you, there's, you hold, there's a lot you're living other people's lives too as a therapist so right you're living a million lives at one time this, this is why we are here for your therapist you have to drop them off because you to say you're holder of someone else's secrets inside your therapy session yes but that once you're out of there you can't take their perspectives with you because they don't make the decisions the way you make them yeah and, well Terry, i hear what you're saying but when you are inundated with this on a day mm -hmm. uh, when i was day -day in college basis, i got inundated one time i had to take the time <laughs> Hey, hey, Pete, where was you at when you got inundated like that? <laughs> they didn't hip-hop studios, dog. <laughs> well, I was there, but they, we quarantined. Stop that, so. <laughs> and by the way, 92, I'm loving all of this facial hair. I like it. You like that? I yeah. do. Yeah. And I can <laughs> fix stuff. Why do you like facial hair? I can fix huh? stuff, too. So. Why do you like facial hair? Do you like it? You said you can fix stuff? Hold I on, Larry. He's trying too. to flirt with me. Hold on. What you say? You can fix uh, stuff too. Girl, you you ain't trying to be with no nigga. You you want to have fun, and I ain't here to have fun. You ain't trying to cook for your boy. <laughs> we you you ain't trying to hit nothing on my list. <laughs> hey, Pete, you just missed the whole damn list. <laughs> I ain't had fun all quarantine. He <laughs> said. They be like, hey, how are you? I don't cook. Go away. Oh, dang. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up. Hey. You want to love me? No, we don't love over here. Actually. We don't love I'm over the here. holder of secrets, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. Have you ever tried to therapy some, uh, like, take someone through therapy that you're dating? <sighs> um, <laughs> um, so we tried. Um, <laughs> I really try not to do that, of course. Um, yeah, not on purpose, but like, in the back of your mind, asking them questions that they don't know, you're like leading them down this little. That's oh, why course. I can't fuck with no therapist. I'd be scared of getting brain <laughs> fucked. That's not the kind of fuck. Yeah, of course. And I, I have to self, self con you know, I have to tell myself, okay, you're going into therapist mode right now. Um, and I'll actually tell somebody that um, I'm going into therapist mode. So if it's too deep, you know, stop me. But what I have found is that a lot of guys think I'm trying to quote unquote therapize them when I'm really not. Mm -hmm. So I think they're more afraid of getting into something with me because they are afraid I'm trying to brain fuck them when I'm mm -hmm. really not. I have a do you use a condom when you do that or is that like a walk in? <laughs> that that seems unsafe. I don't uh, have mercy. Love you. Another question to leave off and we probably won't get an answer today. What would you tell yourself if you were your patient? <laughs> 92, what is that? What is that? Look, I, I can't wait to hit it. Because you're going to hit us with the, I, I'm, uh, you know, okay, it's like this. That's what you're going to tell me. Here's the I'm thing. She's going to go back and forth between Tiffany and Dr. Lovejoy. She's not going to do it right. Right. You know, I've just been through so many things. I would tell myself to <laughs> have fun. <laughs> 
<laughs> that wasn't yes. for you to answer on here. That was for you to like think that through. What would what would I tell myself if I was talking to myself? That was a perfect listen, 92. That was a perfect answer. Um because I would. Like if I showed up into my office and I presented the way that I am, um I would commend myself, first of all, for seeking therapy <laughs> and for wanting to unpack all of this stuff. And I would tell myself to be patient, be patient with the process and acknowledge the progress that you've made. And don't make yourself rush into feeling like you have to be healed, feeling like you have to forgive all these things in a certain time frame because you don't have to do any of it. You absolutely do not. So you, what you do have right now is the freedom to choose. And so right now, if you choose not to move forward into a committed relationship, or if you choose not to get married, if you choose to want to continue to pursue polyamorous relationships, if you decide you want to be in a, you know whatever it is that you choose, you have that freedom to do that right now. So take your time. So what I've learned in this episode is, Damn love, Joy. Uh, <laughs> this matters. And everyone wants to put God first, but it's a, such a hard thing to do. AP, what, what you on? What was the second thing? What matters? I forget. You said, okay. <laughs> you just said it. Are you yeah, I'll be, be in a moment with my shit. That's where I'll be at. Oh, my God. <laughs> I missed what he said. Did y'all hear what he said? What matters? All you got to do is go back to the episode and listen to that shit. All right? He said list matter. Oh, is that what it was? List. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I learned <laughs> I learned that we need to check on Dr. Love a little bit more. Uh, <laughs> shot it going through. I might need to check on my boy Juju because shit. <laughs> I learned, nigga, I better stretch before I meet Terry family because we're going to be balling. We're going to be cooking. We're going to be cooking. Nigga might have to pull out a rap battle on their ass. <laughs> and I'm going to just fucking have fun. Nigga. Fuck everything. We're going to go to sick play. Love, Joy. What you learned? I learned that I am completely misunderstood by my co host at the All Over It podcast. <laughs> Not at all. We understand you even more. No, I feel like I'm completely understood. I mean, misunderstood. I, I really think that y'all just, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I learned that love is, is complicated. It, I think that love is extremely um, complicated and that there are levels to it. And based on our personal life experiences is how we approach it. Mm. Mm. I know that's a hard act to follow, Terry Sean, the miseducation of, of Dr. Lovejoy. <laughs> Not even. But, but, but try, try as you might to take the emancipation of Dr. Love. No. Y'all get on my nerves. Y'all yeah. get on my nerves so bad. I, oh my ask, gosh. Ask I could understand. I think my takeaway is for, um, I think one of the things that people today have at their advantage is there are a lot of tools and resources that expose you to other people's relationships and marriages and I think if you would just take time to like look through some of those stories hear some of their stories then you can definitely go into a relationship or a marriage with some tools that can keep you from reliving someone else's life so I think that that's a lot 
of things that we have at our fingertips that people didn't have back in the day because your relationship, your marriage was kind of closed off in the world. And now that people have it so in the forefront, you can learn a lot of tools to go in to build a healthy marriage and a healthy relationship. But you just brought up a whole nother point because half of the dudes that I see on Facebook, Instagram, everybody be like, huh, black love, hashtag black love. Then the same niggas that sending me dick pics in the inbox. I'm not talking about black love and handsome. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about... (laughs) She's not talking about that. She she has a sex Facebook group, though, so I would assume... (laughs) (laughs) I don't mean the super super people you scroll through. I'm talking about people who kind of put in some work to document, write books, to make, not these Instagram pages that are put up overnight talking about marriage. I'm talking Mm -hmm. about someone who is telling you a journey and a story that you may not necessarily live, but can learn from and prevent yourself from living. Also keep in mind that social media is all about highlights. Very rarely do you get the lowlights. Um, but maybe that's the topic. Nigga, was that LL Cool J, nigga? Or was that? <laughs> Yo. <laughs> it Yo, was I got something to show you. Hold on. Yeah. It, it was new edition. Body yaddy dopey over there, boy. I found, I found some old CDs since I've been home. So, Niggas, what? I don't know if y'all know about that one. That's Emancipation of Dr. Love. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if y'all know about this one right here. This what is, is that? So you can see it. All we see is RCA. Who is that? I mean, he got it all out of focus. <laughs> mm. I, I, I didn't know it was a damn test. Oh, because oh, it's clear. All right, yeah. Sorry. We can't see. All I can he see is the camera like an old man. Oh my god! I am fucking old. You're looking like right, Teddy Riley right now. Bro. Right? Yes, you are. You're making us look bad because I'm Listen, trying to be baby. Why are you trying to be Teddy Riley? All right. Can you see it better now? No, Larry, no. Oh, stop New it. edition, okay, I see it. I wanted to talk about that. Thank you, good eyes. All right, here's the next one. Oh, gosh, y'all, he's really okay. acting okay. like Teddy Riley. All right, here's the next one. Can you hear me? Oh. <laughs> oh, all right. All right, here's Check the that next Mary one. Take that Mary J out the way. Dr. Love don't need to hear that. <laughs> that one's been, been played right there. No, that's just, we just had two of those. What is that? All right. But Wait, I didn't see it. Oh, I know. I know. Ooh. You like that one? Okay. All I right. Here's another one. Who is that? Oh. Ho. The oh. blueprint. <laughs> did you see his face? Oh, okay. <laughs> is this that was, the one for A-P-Z? That was after the blackout. This the one for APZ right here. That's the, that's the, ain't that the guy from the, the police guy? I can't. I can't with you. Just hate. Here, I got another one. Another one. Deliver us from evil. No, no, no. That's Todd Smith. Oh, okay. Will Smith, cousin? Yep. <laughs> I got another one. Okay. You get on my nerves. Here's another one. Huh? I don't know if y'all know about that. Okay. So those that are listening to the podcast, Larry is going through a stack of CDs. <laughs> That's how I'm going to end right there on him. Okay, that's how I'm going to end looking like AP. Yo, he looked just that's, like the AP. Look, no, nah, no, nah, that's how all the guys look at Dr. Love when she like, she just want to have fun. They like they lined up in her den next. <laughs> show like, you this fun. Hey. I'll show you this fun. I'll show you some fun. Right, you want to have fun? I can't say no dick pic? 
damn. I would never tell a guy. I would be so afraid to tell a guy. I don't have to boy stop. No. That's that, you know what? That's what I'm over. What's the next that's the next you would, wait a minute. You would be afraid to tell a guy what? Don't I, I would never leave with I just want to have fun. <laughs> Ooh, so yeah, because we have Right. Yeah, because we have completely <laughs> different perspectives and wants right now. Oh no, no, no. I'm talking about the date the guys of today and you telling them you want to have fun. There's no telling what they lead you into. Oh, you I know want, exactly I'm, what that's gonna lead her into. I oh, want yeah. I want to be led into those things. I don't want to be your wife <laughs> or your baby mama. No right now. What you want to be loved? Love you be wow. love huh? What you call it? What you call it, Terry Sean? She wanna be the joystick? Yes, that's joystick over here. That to sounds have- about right. Sounds about right. Well, for your boy, uh, COD, Dr. Lovejoy, your boy Larry Jr., funny, Terry Sean, tell us what you owe. Mm. Fun? <laughs> you know, fun is out there for everybody who wants to have it. I'm, I'm over the new age man. Okay, and we'll talk about that next week on the podcast. Over it. Uh, we're all over it. Crank man on. Oh.